happy gloomy Tuesday. Woo! Hello. Hello. It's another episode of Kvetch and Session, and I know for a fact that there will be more than zero listeners today. So what is up? More than zero listeners. And snakes. I know you've always been listening. I'm snakes sorry. Snakes from the start. <laughs> I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to devalue you like that. You're very important, <laughs> and you've been with us since the beginning. We love you. And welcome, <laughs> listeners. So excited welcome, to have welcome. you. <laughs> Hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome. It's Quetch in Session. We're here to Quetch for the duration of this sesh. I am your host, number one, who is screaming internally quite a bit. Quite a bit. Just, just a constant, I don't know what kind of breath control my inner self has, but just going to town right now. <laughs> I'm laughing, but not because I'm glad. <laughs> It's like a laugh cry. (laughs) A sympathy laugh? Yeah, that. It's a sympathy laugh. Sure, sure. (laughs) I am your host number two. I am the one who left, it happened to me, (laughs) their laundry too long in the washing machine, and then got it taken out of the washing machine and placed on top of the other washing machine in the basement today. Excellent. I I screwed it up and I regret it. It happens occasionally. It sure does. And, uh... We had thousands and thousands of emails come into the email address we did not provide you and have not provided you. And I don't know if we will ever provide you. But by uh, popular demand, we have host number three back Woo. with us again. Woo. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, it's uh, host number three. And you know what? I'm just really, really tired of this dang humidity. I'm over it. Yeah. Done. Yes. I guess it's uh, global warming, my friends. <laughs> I just have to, I'm just going to have to keep moving up north and end up in Antarctica because I, I just can't. When it rained, I became a whole new person. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it when you can feel like you can just cut the air with a knife. Mm. Oh, it's a good like feeling. shift it around like Minecraft blocks. Or when know. you have to keep emptying out your dehumidifier. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's a rough one. You just See how, like, why, why has it got to be so extreme? Because in the winter, there is no humidity. Mm-hmm. And my eyes are very sad. And then now it's all of the humidity. And also, would you like some more humidity? It's like that. It's no, I'm, I was good. I'm good. Like something in the middle. It's like, no, no, no. And, you get none of it or you get all of it. And you want some pollen and uh, poor air yes. quality. Your eyes will be changes. sad for different reasons. <laughs> so the moral of the story is screw your eyes. <laughs> I'm running away to Norway. See y'all later. But take well, us our next, our next oh, podcast will be Coming to you live from Norway. <laughs> Let's go. Get excited. Get excited. We've got some some spicy topics on the docket today for all you new listeners and all you old snakes. We sure do. Um, <laughs> and speaking of those spicy, spicy topics, just a quick, as always, reminder that the spicy views that we will be expressing <laughs> today and have expressed in the past do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers, and I would not presume that they would. They do not. Or any not. groups we volunteer with. Yes, yes, or that's right. Excellent. Thank you, host number two. Host number one uh, is distracted from the important things host number one needs to say by the screaming. So It is all good. I, I appreciate the assistance. My pledge and host number three coming in the clutch with a reminder that whoever we're affiliated with, yeah, it's not affiliated. their fault. It's our ideas, not theirs. Yes. 
Oh, or right. maybe it's the ideas they wish they could say but haven't. And can't. Yes, I think Fair that's enough. correct. Fair enough. <laughs> So with, uh, we talked in a couple of episodes about how, gee, it's really interesting that everyone's decided that we're back to normal and COVID's gone and all those opportunities and flexible work arrangements for people that were so good and so nice and everyone's going to be great and happy and be so productive are kind of going the way of the dodo, I guess. Yeah. But see, the difference here is it seems like instead of going, oh, well, guess I don't really have a fucking choice in that. People are going, yeah, uh, no, I'm going to gonna go, though. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. See, my, see myself out. <laughs> Record numbers of at least Americans are leaving their jobs as we return to whatever the fucking brand of normal this is. <laughs> and um, why would that be? <laughs> and we did do our research this time. We have a Wall Street Journal cited. Look at that. Listen, episode 14, doing some mild, like, level of research. Um, specifically, there's a quote pulled out, just like we said, that for the des- they're doing this because of the desire for more flexible work arrangements and burnout from extra pandemic workloads. Because that's the other thing that I've noticed and seen a lot is this discourse around employers kind of acting like we all just took a year-long vacation. Or yeah. that or that there's no recognition, like for, especially if you did any type of healthcare work, even if it was, wasn't the front lines, like that you didn't even do anything extra on top of it being a pandemic. Yeah. You're right. Just sat at home and stared out the window most of the time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you both, but that's surely that's what I did. <laughs> you know, or be, you know, like one of my friends, like, you know, I think the other example is, is that like some places are, it's always another topic is pay. That's usually the universal part and like she worked in a major hospital, you know, in New York City, and she had to do the, you know, COVID bed project management and, you know, ICU switches. And they basically told her she's never going to get a promotion or a raise. So she's not, she left and got a huge raise and a title change. And they're like, well, maybe we can think about talking about this in three months. And she's like, I'm burnt out. I'm frustrated. Bye. Yeah. You told me no. I asked. You and made it's, it clear it's, you didn't care. It's it's great. We love to see it. We love to see the mass exodus because yes. I think we all we all know this to be the case that for a long time, and I guess probably for all time, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a very long time in at least recent history and before that, our whole work system has really been pretty terrible and inhumane. Yes. They they don't care about you as much as they say it, and as we've alluded to in other podcasts, the louder they say they care about you, the less they actually care about you. Mm-hmm. But you are an expendable cog in a machine, however big or however small. And they just want to sort of extract whatever they can from you and move on. Which you do not learn in college. I wish yeah. I learned all of that in about culture in college. Yeah, you learn. Yeah. Things. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> they don't tell you that. I mean, it's kind of like the 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 school systems too, right? Like it was initially to help prepare kids for going to work in a factory. I'm sure a lot of this is built off of how they structured factory work, which was a mm-hmm. huge thing for a while. Yeah, uh, didn't really didn't really evolve from that. Only now they, you know, you have mandatory fire exits. You're not allowed to talk <laughs> to about that joke. Didn't theory. land. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, it. Well, <laughs> I'm always number two. I, I'm having the silent change. laugh. I think I, 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 I swear you're, you're funny. I was you laughing internally. You cannot see me going. 
I mastered the, I think it's funny, but I'm I'm also just, <sighs> what the hell about the situation? So I do a silent laugh. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair enough. It's not, that, and I'm not, it's not that I'm not funny, folks. I'm just so funny that people can't verbalize audibly <laughs> how they feel. It's fine. I have two laughs. I have the silent <laughs> laugh or the uncontrollable heckle, cackle, you think I'm a witch. Mm, all right. <laughs> Well, we'll see if I can get that. <laughs> we'll see if I can get that at some point. But yeah, I mean, people like people have been tired and exhausted and burnt out. But I think, again, the pandemic with for many of us forcing us to reevaluate what's actually important and what is important, i.e., mm -hmm. you know, our lives and our families in many cases and families yeah. are all different families and friends, the safety of the people we care about. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of the stuff that we were putting up with before doesn't seem so worth it anymore. Yeah. Or that we were quietly, you know, mulling over, but now everybody's talking about it and people are saying, Oh, other places handle it better or this is not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And with the volume that they can't just say, Oh, well, it's a one-off. We can, you know, that's it's it's no longer a we've got ten people behind you to fill this questionable role. Yeah, you know? And, you know, and with questionable roles and thinking about pay, like the South had a big issue with people taking, you know, like restaurant jobs or retail jobs because they are still doing the bare minimum, you know, minimum wage. But here, there hasn't been quite as much of an issue because most places are like, we'll do the fifteen an hour. We'll go ahead and do it, and they're seeing a way. You know, a huge difference. You you can see the difference play out. Yeah. Well, and so you know, the along with we're gonna pay you dirt, we're gonna give you fifteen minutes of vacation time, we're gonna give you sick time, but please don't actually use it. <laughs> don't get pregnant. Oh. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. get pregnant. Uh, don't get pregnant because you're gonna use up those fifteen minutes of. Don't have a chronic illness. Real or quick. Oh yeah. Uh, don't have a chronic illness. illness. Also, can you do like the work of five people for ten dollars? Ten dollars <laughs> is generous. Can you do the work of five people for like again seven dollars, seven fifty? Or maybe? you might work more than forty hours, but if you you have a doctor's appointment, we're gonna you know take that off of your pay or tell you you need to work another hour or two on top of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll pick how much we monitor you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Or I really care about I really care about butts and seats. I don't care if you can get your work done in <laughs> four hours. Mm -hmm. What I care about is seeing you in that seat at 6.30 at night. And that's all that matters. I don't really care if you're playing. Well, you'd be playing games on your phone. I don't really yeah. care if you're browsing Facebook. Yeah. But your non-work emails. But like, I see you in the seat. Therefore, you must be doing you're not, something. You're mm -hmm. not allowed to look better than me. Then that's well, bad, too. Mm -hmm. Sure. Also sure. true. Oh my God. So, and yeah, that was a good point, host number three, that gender discrimination and people with various medical needs or who are immunocompromised or what have you, like those, that was, that oh. was a brief joke that they were going to give a crap. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. people are, people are, again, whether it's because of the pandemic or whatever else, people are finally starting to say like, no, thanks. I'm, I know I'm worth more and I know I can get more and I don't have to be stuck in this shitty situation forever. Mm -hmm. But what, what I would love to talk about is sort of tangential to that. It's great to hear that all these people are going and getting better jobs, but then there's the whole like getting the other job. Now it seems like the way the job market is, at least in the United States, it is fairly 
good currently for most job seekers and that's fantastic so this is less of a gripe about how difficult it is to find a job and more about the fucking song and dance that comes with the whole process of applying for a job and interviewing for a job and i like to call it a song and dance because it literally is a song and dance like (laughs) we talk about ghosting and dating let's be honest the real ghosts happen with job applications and interviews those are the real ghosters. Preach. Well, the, Preach it. Because it's, I, I honestly, I want to know how these white guys do it. Because do they just like, you know, all these applications that go through the al- whatever algorithm that filters for the keywords, do they just lie? I guess they must just lie. Because you have all these vastly underqualified men getting all these jobs. And it's like, well, I am qualified. I they think I the- mentioned that in my resume. But uh, I don't get a callback because the the algorithm determines that I don't have the right words. So what the hell are they putting in? Yeah. They I call remember. a friend. Yeah, yeah they, they don't even friend. have to submit. That's a good point. God damn it. The other thing <laughs> I read, and this is much more on brand with our previous record of maybe half researching things. I remember this I from it. a couple of years ago, but I have been living by it. Most white men, when they apply, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess at these percentages, but just know that it's like something in this ballpark white men will apply to a job that they feel like 65% qualified for, but Mm. women and people of color tend to apply maybe for a job that they feel like 85 to 90% qualified for. And -hmm. I think that's just like the the numbers game too, is like men are just like, eh, I'll give it a shot. (laughs) But also even like the whole, like I have so many fucking gripes about the, the interview process, like tying into that, the people who are successful in this world don't know how to do jobs. They know how to schmooze really well. And that's all an interview is. It's, again, song and dance playing the game. It's knowing mm-hmm. how to schmooze really well. And so you have all these people who couldn't do the job if you paid them. And you're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna hire them and you're gonna pay them. And they cannot do the job. But because they wowed you with their, like, fancy suit or th- their bullshit about, you know, what they want to do and why they want to work there and they're vast you know arrangement of experiences i mm-hmm. talk good like it's like ooh shiny or like ooh the whole people like people who look like them people like and people that, who went to the same school as point. them yeah that's like oh this person oh go ahead i'm so sorry. sorry that first glance of the resume of seeing you know somebody's name like there's a ton of sociology studies mm-hmm. about same resume different types of names like one that it seems like a straight white man versus mm-hmm. woman versus, you know, diff- you know, black, Hispanic, you know, whatever it is. And it's a completely different ballpark. And then a lot of the times they just also, you know, like you said, look at the school and then the graduation year. Never about what you have actually done. Oh, yeah. Or what you accomplished during those times. That it is about, especially for full-time roles. Yeah. I've heard anecdotes of someone who, like, went to a prestigious business school and was interviewing and someone was like, oh, like you went to such and such business school. And he was like, yeah, do you want to ask me about literally any of my qualifications for this job, though? It's like, oh, you went to this. It's like, what? thanks. But do you want to ask me about whether or not you think I could do this job and maybe what I did and my other jobs that applies here? Do you want to see if I can actually do the job again? <laughs> I well, as a as a business school grad, I love all of my business school d- graduates. Mm-hmm. There's a stereotype, and there's a reason why there's a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> you no, 
No, and then like for, and it's part of the reason why I gave up on full time employment and did like contractor consulting work because I no mm-hmm. one knows really where I went to school unless they're really into sports. Mm-hmm. So there's this well, I have probably no connection to you unless you then went to a different grad school. I don't know this school. I don't know what they do. And then it's looking at when I graduate, oh, you're too young to do this. And then the minute I stopped full-time searching, I had all these other opportunities. Well, and I also think there's a, there's definitely like a, a classist, maybe isn't the right way to put it, but you know, you're right, the though. perception that if you go to like a fancy business school that you're somehow more competent or more qualified when, again, it's the, it's the community college argument. Like yes. you could go to a community college, spend one fraction of the price mm-hmm. and get just as good of an education and you can be a brilliant person or not a brilliant person or whatever. It doesn't, it like, it matters what you, what you get out of it. Lots of people can go to community college and get a great education and be brilliant and go mm-hmm. on and do great things. But it's like, oh, you didn't like, it's, it's, it's meaningless. Again, it's the stupid branding of it. Like it doesn't mean anything. So it's my true. mom went, my mom went to business night school. And because she did a community college first two years and then did night school the second two years, like her job, whenever she went for a raise, tried to tell her, like, well, both of these things count against you. You went to night school. Oh, my God. And it's just... Sorry, you pursued an education? Meanwhile, I've met plenty of people who went to very prestigious business schools or colleges, and I think there's one particular school that all comes to mind for just everyone universally mm-hmm. you could ask what school has kind of that reputation like and again i'm sure there's great people that come from there and there are but like that it's the same thing community college uh, smaller business schools smaller other graduate schools you're gonna have people who come out of it who are great and you're gonna have people who come out of it who are terrible yes. and that's the case everywhere and it's and it's just you're you're automatically turning down people who don't ch- check the box for some arbitrary fancy school. Mm-hmm. And then you've got at least, I would say, a 60 or 70% chance of hiring someone who can't do the goddamn job yeah. just because you saw the fancy thing on their resume. And, and I think you you go to any you know city or town, whatever the closest prestigious college is, you're going to have the same thing. And you know, mm-hmm. it's not this topic for right now, but it also becomes a pickup line. Like, I went to so-and-so school. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's the only oh, thing you hear the whole entire evening. Oh, God. And well, I don't think it matters whole... where you are. There is a version of it, no matter where you are. How horrible! How you know, my other... Oh, I'm 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 jumping the gun here, guys. No, hop on um... in. I'm just I'm just mulling over that, and it's making me ill. <laughs> my just jumping jumping to to interview gripe. Something I was talking to host number two about earlier is just I find the like a it's a song and dance, and if you can sort of schmooze it, you're golden. But even like aside from that. I try to I try to live like when I would interview people for jobs, mm-hmm. I would try to, to I would put a list of questions and I would try to ask myself, can this person very, very easily and very obviously lie to me? Don't mm-hmm. ask questions. And I don't mean lie, like lie about what you did, like lie about your rationale. Or like I don't or Google like, the answer or yeah. just but even like, frankly, frankly, why do you want to work here? Like, don't bullshit me. I want money. Your yeah. your job sounded tolerable. And health it sounds insurance. like maybe I have the, the the skills to match it so that you won't can me in a year. You have health insurance. I've heard you're not like terrible, but I'll probably find out in two years that you are terrible in some unique and special way. Mm-hmm. I want to be fucking paid so I can yeah. say like, oh, why do you want to work here? Oh, well, I really, it's like, don't ask a question that you know you're going to get a bullshit answer to that to your point, host number three, you can look up on the internet, frankly. Yeah. Or just, I don't, what are you, what are your biggest, 
And I mean, what are your biggest strengths? I mean, does this honestly, like, it's probably sounds cliche after everything I'm saying, but I feel like how someone talks about stuff they did kind of tells that. Yeah. Already. Like, I don't need to, like, you can, again, oh, I'm too detail oriented. Oh my God. Go, go away. As someone who has used that line. Okay. Because it's like a classic, right? Just, oh my God, come on. Or the other, you know, you know, when they talk like, well, what's, you know, what's a weakness? I have to be on time and it impacts other people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just none of it's like, it's just, and I guess maybe it's again, how can you do the whole, can you do the whole song and dance? Cause I guess if you're client yeah, and facing then, and that means a lot of different things, can you do the whole song and dance? But then like cut the fucking questions. Yeah. And then because, the song and dance, like I'm hiding tattoos, I'm hiding evidence of disabilities or chronic illness. Like it's a whole, yeah. I'm, or my hair color or, you know, my religion. Or whether or not you're trying to get pregnant yeah. or whether or not you're maybe engaged or in a relationship or not in a relationship or married or not married, depending on the mm -hmm. environment, because people are going to perceive, perceive totally. that to be something. If you're neurodivergent, like maybe, you yeah. know, like you just need, a, you function well and you're super intelligent, but you need a slightly different structure to your day for it to work for you. And like, you're not going to tell them that. Yeah. Or that you spent 45 minutes if you're neurodivergent trying to get in the mindset for this interview. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I did not come across as such, but guess what? I spent a long time. That's honestly a waste of time trying to be as such. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point. All that energy out the door. Right. Well, and again, it ties into like, we need, like, because you don't then really care. Because I would argue, sure, there are maybe some jobs where by the nature of the job, you have to kind of be a certain way, whether mm -hmm. that's sales or whether that's, PR, whatever. There are certain jobs where you kind of have to have a certain way of dealing with people or it's hard to do the job. But in so many other jobs, you're basically then saying, well, I need you to act a certain way, which is totally irrelevant to the doing of the job. And if you yeah. sort of act a different way in this time that I've met you, that's it. I don't really care whether or not you can do the job, which is what really matters, I thought. But again, that ties into the whole like, oh, work from home. Oh, we'll give accommodations. Like, no, we won't. Because it's not, no, we don't want and then to. we'll throw it in your face later. Mm-hmm. Yup. <sighs> oh my God, it's so And ridiculous. then I just, <laughs> something that I also find funny, because I've been asked this, and I imagine you both have too. The... Why does anyone from like HR or a job you're applying to like ever ask you for references from the current place you're working? Yeah, because I I like shouted to them. I sent them an email like, hey, boss, man, I'm looking for another job. Can you write me a ref? And like, sure. Okay, again, maybe in some cases you're going to, to graduate school or whatever. And so some or that's you're moving. Totally. Or you're right. Right. But like, eh, no, generally, HR lady and gentleman, I'm not telling my employer that I'm looking for another job. So I can't get a recommendation from the place that I'm currently working. Yeah. And I just, I always found that to be very bizarre. That's super bizarre. Yeah. I remember and, that and when I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll be super quick. There was one job that I interviewed for long ago when I was first kind of get coming into my own. And, um, they had asked me that question. They like, so I, I see that you have references, but like, can we get a reference from your current employer? And I think I said to them, no, 
because, because if I give you that information and I don't get the job, I will lose the job that I have. And it's the well, only right. time that's ever worked. And I don't know where I found the guts to do that, but it, like it, that. it worked. Well, um, it's true. Cause if like, if it's, well, and there's the whole, if a place finds out that you're looking for another opportunity, there's two, you know, ways that they're going to respond probably, or three, <laughs> I guess one way is they'll, find a way to get rid of you number two is there certainly the like atmosphere is going to be different and you're going to be treated differently whether subtly or not or they'll maybe scramble to try to make a better situation for you but like by that point it goes back to the whole well if you if you're only doing it because you know that i'm maybe leaving then you don't really care anyway so yeah. no i'm not gonna tell them no yeah. and they're most likely gonna just try to make your life miserable instead of right. firing you because then mm -hmm. they don't want to do unemployment benefits so it's better for them, for you to quit. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. unemployment. No, I, and I had this too. And, and I, you know, cause I was miserable at my first job out of college. Like it got, I was crying every day. Oh. Like I was oh my leaving gosh, my job. Me too. Oh, yeah, crying and walking out. And at first I thought I was like, this is my dream job. I'm the luckiest person in the world. It's also chronic illness type nonprofit. And I got a due diagnosis and I got told my doctor's appointments were inconvenient. Excuse me? Yes. And then eventually it got to a point like, you know, working extra hours and we would go to conferences that were 14 hour days and then told we would get one, you know, and this was weekends too, one day off in comparison to it. And then I was told I didn't dress appropriate and that I would stress out too much. Like I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I started looking for jobs and oh. that whole, that whole like recommendation, like from your employer thing, I was like, I, this is a problem. And so then eventually I reached a limit because they told me I had to give up all my activities that I did outside of work, even though I made them do in writing that I could do these things because I was pretty lost. So I thought about these things. I was like, well, I'm involved in a lot of things. So I made them sign off. and like, well, the next time we do this employment agreement, we're not going to okay this. I put my notice in the next day, started applying for jobs, and I would not still not give the notice. Um, to other people saying that, although my employer knows, look of the recommendation. And then my old employer thought that she gifted me this job opportunity because I had applied somewhere and because of other connections, they knew me. And at least this, you know, employer, like, does your job know you're leaving? And I was like, they know I'm leaving, but I don't feel comfortable having the conversations. Yeah, they, don't, so they, they know they you're leaving, but they don't want you to be successful. Clearly. No, so they literally showed up for a meeting not related to me and pretended they didn't know me. Wow. So I was like, wow. okay, this That's is going to be. Damn. I was like, this is going to wow. be a kind of decent situation then. But my then my, <laughs> my current employer thought that she, she's like, well, you know, I'm the reason you got this job. And I was like, no, no. I didn't even attach can my I, name to you. Can I also just bring it back to something that you mentioned towards the beginning when you were telling the story about how they were telling you how you're too stressed and that just that just pinged that set off some things for me because host number two and I had talked about that maybe in the second episode or the third episode they mm -hmm. don't tell the like they don't tell they never tell the men that they're fucking stressed and also yeah. I'm sorry I thought we were supposed to be like working super hard so is it supposed to be a cakewalk? Like I'm not advocating for people that people should be super stressed out at work or that people right. should be like but it which well, one do you want? It wasn't even half the time related to work. Like, they're just like, well, you're just too stressed. And, you know, at one point I was like, I'm the only person who hasn't cried in the middle of the office, including the people I report to. You so seem I was like, too me, stressed. I'm the too stressed one. When I was saying like, hey, I need to be included in these conversations so I know what's coming is me saying I'm too stressed. 
that's insane. But I was that's like, I'm the only person who has not cried <sighs> in the middle of the office. I might have picked the stairs or the bathroom or my walk home, but not in the middle of the office. I got that same feedback in my last role. And it was like in the context of a performance review. And one of the complaints that I had never heard until this performance review was, you are too anxious. And um, I didn't say anything to HR about it at the time. But when I was doing my exit interview, I did. And HR got very upset because she was also someone diagnosed with anxiety who was like on multiple medications. It's like, so like, is it, is, am I not doing my job well because I am anxious? Am I punching my coworkers because I am anxious? No. So it doesn't affect my performance. It affects yeah, but, me. But like, <laughs> you're, an, you're being an emotional woman. Crap. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. You're being, I, I think you, the key, you're being or an you're emotional call, lady. Or you're calling out injustices. I think that's where I think it also gets. Well, then you're like being you're a loud emotional lady and we don't like that either. No, they don't. You can't have, we can, emotional lady is bad enough. Loud. And then yeah. occasionally emotional. Get out of here. Also, not to put words or anywhere, but host number three, you are not like you handle things very well. High stress mm -hmm. situations. I feel like I uh -huh. see you handle them well. <laughs> that's why I run that and beer. <laughs> <laughs> but also, that's, just, that was an. In oh, go ahead, host number three. So you know, it's just like for me, it was like I was like I, you know, and it's a hard spot, especially like when you're first out of college. You don't you don't know what's okay or not okay. And, and, you know, and I learned, you know, in a recent job, you know, and I was told that for my own health reasons, I was not allowed to work remote or take care of myself or take off the days I needed to, like that would get used against me. And honestly, thank goodness that my mom didn't get sick then because she got sick later. And my current job was like, yes, go do what you need to do. And I still was like, are you sure? Like, I'm still so scarred from that because it was mm -hmm. my first, you know, you know, big girl job of every one-on-one -on -one getting told you suck. Like when I have a one-on-one, -on -one, like going, am I going to get yelled at? And then like, I need to, am I, do I have to pick my mom's health or my job? Like I thought I had to do that. I think there's a business idea here where we, we, we gather a group of smart, cynical women or gentlemen or non-gender binary people Mm -hmm. and sell our services to colleges. And so we have these kids who are seniors meet with one of us or two of us. And we're like, listen, you're going, they're going to try to take advantage of you because they think you don't know any better and you don't, but we're about to make you know better <laughs> because that's what, cause you can see it. You see it in jobs now. We're like, I do, it with, job I do it with disability services at my college now. Actually, yeah. like I do like these type of seminars to be like, if they're not willing to like, let you take care of yourself, Bye. You, you like don't say yes to the job offer or make them fire you so you can get unemployment and get your disability benefits yeah. both. Mm -hmm. Or even just, you know, you see those job descriptions where it's like they don't they don't it's half baked and what they really want is an assistant, but they don't want to sell it as an assistant because they know that anyone who is interested in not being an assistant, and that's fine if that's what you want to be, anyone who's mm -hmm. not interested in being an assistant and growing in their career, whether it's in sales or ops or marketing or whatever. Oh, it's a, a, you know, sales assistant or a marketing assistant or an ops rep. And you're going to have some projects They're like, no, you're going to be sitting at the front desk answering the phones and the people working there. know, but you know, the poor people who are straight out of college or whatever, going to interview don't. And yeah. It also reminds me of bit. like job reviews. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of the same 
you know, you see the people who are being realistic, but you see the people who still work there, and it sounds like job description. Like, they're, they're doing it to make their score better so that they don't get dinged for all these bad reviews, but it literally sounds like job description on these job reviews. Can I tell so that you? that people I, don't go, oh, I don't want to work here. I worked at a place where toward the end of my time there, they were getting a lot of bad reviews from former employees, and they started... I don't remember what the context of it was, but basically asking employees to seed positive reviews in there. They're like, yeah. And you would see them, like you'd see negative, negative, negative. And then like current employee, like four stars, five stars. And it's like, <laughs> I know that you're pumping these full, full of crap. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty yeah, obvious to everyone. <laughs> uh, so uh, long story short, or short story long, I don't even know. <laughs> workplaces are mostly terrible and they're generally out to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. And so it's really uh, heartwarming is not the right term because people shouldn't have to be doing any of this, but it's still great to see that people are feel like they're able to, and I think that's another piece of it are able to be like, no, this is bullshit. I deserve better and I can do better and I'm going to go get better. And if I have to song and dance my way through the interview, and whatever, we'll figure that piece out because that's a whole piece of bullshit that hasn't been unpacked yet. But <laughs> it's great because it's it's a terrible it's a terrible situation that we're all stuck in doing most of our lives. And so good on you for trying to make it marginally better. <laughs> I really like where you went with that. I also feel post number one. I felt like there was more that you had wanted to unpack with that. Do you want to save it for next time or do you want to oh, we can we can we can we can keep it we can keep it in the bag of ideas. Okay. I just didn't want you to keep it in the idea. Eh. Eh. We've hit all the salient talking points, I think. <laughs> I was I was looking to fill time. <laughs> I just like I oh, said, like I said I in episode one, I will find things to complain about until the day I die. So if you need me to complain about something, I will, but I don't have to complain about it. <laughs> I feel that, but it's also way healthier, like, you know, complaining and flash venting and cursing is proved to have healthier people. I've been watching the history of curse words. It's a nice little, I would recommend it, because I love Nicolas Cage because of National Treasure. I know there's I've a lot of a couple opinions. of those episodes. They're quite, quite a delight. <laughs> and there is, like, a whole talk about, like, dealing with pain and dealing with stuff, like, mm -hmm. where they're going over that. So, I mean, just letting it out, actually properly letting it out is healthier. If I w if it wasn't clear from the amount of cuss words that I <laughs> spill every every two weeks in this podcast, I'm a big fan of swearing, big proponent of swearing. I think it's great. <laughs> I agree. I definitely think it helps with pain. Definitely mm -hmm. helps with anger and stress. I love it. Snakes, yeah. people who are, don't have parents in the room, go crazy. Go swear. Go nuts. <laughs> I support this. <laughs> we support swearing here at Convention Session. <laughs> we stand a good swear. <laughs> <sighs> On that note, I hope you all go out and get way better jobs and a lot more money if that's what you want to do. And I certainly hope it is. I hope yes. you get lots or, more money. Or stick up for yourself. Yes, yeah, stick up for yourself. Stick up for yourself. And listen, swear a lot, man. We need to make this more main, more mainstream. Swear a lot. Swear, mm -hmm. swear early and often. <laughs> and we have a new tagline. <laughs> Event session in the guise of, of a podcast, also encouraging swearing early and often. <laughs> Convention session. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> We're podcasts. Uh, well, we run an ad. That'll be it.
Perfect. Perfect. Look for so, us. You know what to look yeah. for. Snakes, give us feedback on the ad at the email we haven't provided. Thanks. Yes. yes. We'll, we'll be looking in that email inbox that doesn't exist. Doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> <sighs> well, we will, we will see you, you lovely listeners and you equally lovely snakes uh, in the next, in the next session. And uh, keep, keep, keep fighting for you because you're important and you matter. Yes, you matter. Remember what you're worth. Take care of one another. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.